Welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what we think are the most over and ole, underrated rides. Ole, ole, ole. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the soccer fan cast. U.S. women, as, as we're recording this, this is the happy U.S. women win the World Cup Day for yes. the second time in a row. Congratulations to the U.S. women's national team. I know Megan Rapino is just a big fan and uh, Carly Lloyd as well. And so, you know. And all the other players. Say hey. Well, I mean, I could name all the other players in the team, but that wouldn't be very good post- yeah. podcasting, would it, there? So like I was saying, today we're going to be discussing uh, Epcot, kind of what we, what we feel is the most over underrated rides at Epcot. We did an episode uh, on this on Magic Kingdom. I want to say it was like episode 13 or 15 or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was 15 because I looked back. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was one of our earlier episodes. With that in mind, uh, there's a lot of news around Epcot. So kind of dovetailing in perfectly this week with Disney News. We planned it. I thought we'd kind of discuss some of the changes coming with Epcot. Now, I think probably this year at D23, we will get a lot of news on the transformation Epcot that's kind of already been discussed. So the monuments in front of Spaceship Earth have already been removed, but the changes and the pace that they are being announced um, it is really increasing. So a couple weeks ago, Disney announced that the Liberty Inn uh, restaurant in the American Pavilion would be closing. And it actually closed last week on July oh, wow. 8th. And there's going to be a new barbecue uh, craft <laughs> okay, beer so restaurant. They, they at least waited for July 4th to yes. happen. Yeah, it, yeah, it got through the 4th. <laughs> okay, good. But there's going to be a new barbecue uh, smokehouse craft beer um, restaurant is going to be called the Regal Eagle. So it's going to be called the Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue. So so they haven't announced an opening date of it yet, though. But so this kind of goes on top of the, the space theme restaurant that's going to be opening this year, the new restaurant in Japan, uh, which is going to be opening later this year as well. So they're going to have three new restaurants. And then uh, more recently, Disney announced that kind of as part of the transformation at the front of Epcot, there's going to be a lot of things closing. I think September 8th seems to be the day. So um, Fountain View, Club Cool, Pin Central, Camera Center, uh, Innovations East, the Character Spot, and the Fountain of Nations are all going to be closing September 8th. So basically the whole front wow. of the park right behind Spaceship Earth is going to be closing to be you know torn down and, and rebuilt so so the fountain of nations is going to be gone uh pin central it's going to be moving into the camera center so that's why the camera center is not going to be there mm-hmm. the the character spot is closing uh, i b- believe they said that mickey minnie and goofy are going to be i don't know if they're going to be just at the american pavilion but they're going to be at the different pavilions okay um and then but there's no word on uh joy sadness and Bayamax, if they're going to be moved somewhere else. So so some of the stuff, it's all closing at, at the front, um, at the front of the park, but some of it's being moved, so it's not like it's closing permanently. But so I thought it's interesting. I mean, it come the beginning of September, I mean, you, you really walk in there, you might as well just go in 
through the international gateway in the back because the whole front of the park, <laughs> you're just going to walk through because it's going to be construction walls. So it'll be really interesting to get more details on what's going to be replacing all of this stuff and to kind of see, you know, more specific concept art and, you know, more specifics because now if they're actually starting to close things and tear it down, I think we're going to be getting a lot more information. Like I said, D23 in August, I think we'll have a lot of details on it. All right. That'll be, I mean, interesting. It's a little sad. I'm kind of not looking as much forward to going to Epcot whenever we go in November because the whole front of the park is going to be closed, I guess. Right. And I mean, and all the festival stuff was never really in there anyways. You know, I mean, the, all the festivals like food and wine and everything, that all takes place in World Showcase, not in the kind of the future world section of it. So I don't think they're really going to be like losing anything because of that. It's just, like I said, I mean, the fountain in the middle and, and kind of like the character greetings and stuff. But it, it's kind of interesting to, to see. So, mm-hmm. All right. So like I said, you know, today's episode, we thought we'd kind of dive into Epcot and, and similarly of how we did with Magic Kingdom, kind of look at the ratings. And, and we use the kind of overall ratings from the Touring Plans website. So touringplans.com. They're, they're a pretty big website that they get user rankings and then they kind of aggregate everything. And so they rate all the like rides and attractions within the park. And so just kind of looking at that, pick which ones we think are overrated or underrated. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure if you looked at, you know, whether it was overrated or underrated just solely based on the number or like compared it to... I compared it to my own personal opinion. Okay. <laughs> and also my own personal experience because... The thing about Epcot is there are a lot of different experiences and videos and things that you can go to that only occur at certain times of day or you have to go to the different pavilions and watch the movies and we haven't done that for all of them. Um, So I'm basing it off of kind of my experiences based on what they've rated them. Okay. Yeah, I kind of you know looked at mine. It wasn't necessarily... You know, you didn't have to be like, so it's out of five. So you didn't have to be a four or a five to be overrated necessarily. I kind of looked at it com- comparatively to other rankings. So if something was, let's say, a three and a half, and then there was another ride that was like a three, I'm not saying this necessarily specifically happened, but the other ride was a three that I thought was better. I'd say that three and a half was overrated. So it's, it's not like you had to have a high score to be considered overrated at least kind of when I looked at it you know I I try to compare like you said you know my thoughts of the ride how I think it should be rated but then also looking at how the other rides are rated because if I think it should be high rated and it's better than other rides you know I kind of went that way yeah I will say I mean with Epcot there's not a ton of like a attractions there there are a lot of the movies a lot of like the circle vision movies are in there and they all seem to be you know pretty average rated so like they're all good things to go watch on a hot day yeah and i think and i think they're pretty fairly rated it's like impressions of france is is a three and a half out of five canada is a three and a half out of five reflections of china is a three and a half out of five so they're all kind of like right in the middle so i think they're they're pretty fairly ranked and rated you know it's a little disappointing though because i was expecting for you to say that there's a couple that are rated better so if you're going to see one of the movies that you know this particular movie is one of the higher ranked ones so um go see that instead yeah and i will say 
also looking at this, you know, starting out with stuff that we think are fairly rated. The the Grand Fiesta tour in the Mexican Pavilion got a two and a half from touring plans, and I think that's probably right where it needs to be. That's not a very thrilling ride. It, it's kind of very dated, and that that one needs to be updated. So hopefully, as part of this whole change to Epcot, there is a there's an update to that ride. I know they talked about potentially making that a cocoa themed ride. Yeah, that would be fun. In the Mexico. Oh my goodness. How amazing would that be if they did it with like black lights and um, neon paints and they did the, um, I don't remember remember what it was called. Like the dead world. It's not the dead world. Yeah. Like the afterlife. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, where everything's very colorful mm-hmm. over there. Because that was, I you mean, have that, like flower bridge. Uh huh. Yeah, that crossed. was definitely the best part of Coco. Was just like how visually appealing everything was when they were in like the dead world. Right. Yeah, I know there was some talk of that when Coco came out, and nothing's really happened to it. But that ride definitely could use some sort of updating, even if you want to keep it with, you know, Donald Duck and the three Caballeros theme, and have them in it. I think the rest of the ride still needs updated because it's just kind of like generic videos <laughs> of places in Mexico and stuff. And it's a very slow moving boat ride. It's a nice ride if you want to just get out of the heat for a little bit, but it's definitely one you can skip. So I think two and a half is, is pretty fairly rated. So well, I mean, along these lines, and I don't know if this is on your underrated or overrated list, but I actually wrote down that I thought that test track was appropriately rated. And so the overall use like the overall rating that the website came up with was a four. And I'd say like that's pretty fair because I mean a five would be, oh my goodness, this can't be any better. A three would be like this is average. So I would definitely say that test track is above average. It's a fun ride to ride. It's cool how you can slide around and you kinda mimics different weather conditions in a in a really quick like a fast car and then there's that end part where it goes really fast um but at the same time it's not like the most intense thrill ride ever all right yeah so kind of i guess getting into it you brought up test track that's one of mine that i had is actually underrated just because and so so again i mean it's a it's a four so it's a high score but looking at it comparatively to the other rides in the park, I feel like it's underrated because also out of four is Frozen Ever After, Illuminations, the, the nighttime show got a four and a half, um, but, but sticking with rides, you have Frozen Ever After was at a four, Mission Space was at a four as well, and Soren was actually at a four and a half, and Turtle Talk with Crush was at a four. So I think if you look at that, Test track is is I feel better than Turtle Talk with Crush. I think it's more thrilling. Disagree. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm not even kidding right now. I, if I could show you my computer screen, Turtle Talk with Crush, rated out of four, is one of my most underrated. Okay, so we'll, we'll go back to yours in a second, but but comparatively, so I, I think it's better than Turtle Talk with Crush. I think it is up there with Soren, if not better, just in terms of thrill. Um, I also think it, you know, it's Frozen is great. I really do love Frozen, but I think it's more thrilling and a funner ride than Frozen. So I think having it at a four and kind of being on the same level as some of those other ones and then actually being lower rated than Soren, I think it's a little bit underrated. I think it should be up there at like a four and a half 
with Soren as well. All right. So I'm going to tip my hand to you because you just named like five of the rides that I have listed on my list. Okay. And it's actually really good because what you're saying kind of really nicely complements my points. So you're saying that Test Track is is inappropriately rated compared to the other ones. But the thing is, Turtle Talk with Crush is a unique ride. Uh, yeah, it's not a ride. It's You sit in there and it is, um, you know... It's just like an interactive thing. But that is really an, an uncommon ride format. You know, you see that in Laugh Factory uh, for Monsters, Inc. But it's really fun. And like every one of those shows is a little bit different because they have those little eye cams and they kind of interact with whoever's in the audience. So I think that that is for what it does and what it is, even though it's not like a super thrill ride, I think that it's a unique ride format. And so it deserves to be rated higher than a four. Also on my list is Frozen After Ever After is being underrated because I think that it just, it's so well done. The music I, that's what I was gonna say. is I love, fantastic. I love Frozen and, that, the, and that's what I said. I, I mean, I love Frozen. I don't want to try to knock it, but. Yeah, the music is so well done. Um, it's really incredible how you go from one room where they're playing one song and then the second you cross into the next room, you can't hear the music from the old room anymore. The animatronics, I mean, I think we've talked about this before on the show. They're a little bit dated because those face, that face technology that they were going with, with the screens, um, they've come up with better animatronics since then. But still, they're really, really good no matter what. Uh, they're fantastic. And then the part where, like the let it go part where you're in the room and Elsa basically seems to blast you backward and the boat ride goes backward. Um and you go down the hall and there are screens on both sides. That is so fun and so fantastic. And as you say, if you don't like Frozen, this is a ride that will make you like Frozen. So I think that was an underrated. But then with my overrated, because before you said Soren was um, something that said like made you think that it's better, like Test Track is better than Soren. I think that Soren is overrated just because... Uh, <sighs> And this is a little unfair to Soren, but compared to the uh, Flight of Passage ride, Soren has now taken a giant knock from me. Like it just, it, they're very like they're kind of comparable rides. They're very similar in what they're trying to do, but Flight of Passage shows you what Soren could almost be. So I think that it's a much better ride than. Um, it's not like it's, it's so much better than Soren that it almost makes me think like, oh man, Soren's not nearly as cool as I thought it was. Okay, so you kind of kind of jumped around. So you did both underrated, overrated. Do you have any more underrated ones or? Uh, yes, I do. I have one more, but it's it's an it's more of a it's one of the like shows. So I couldn't find this on our website that on the touring plans website, but the only thing they have listed is Margaret. Almer or yeah, Almer and the Bavarian band. But I looked up what that show was and it's a Yodel show. And that and like so I'm talking about the show that they run in the German pavilion. And last time we were in Disney, we walked by it twice. Like while we were just walking around, we just so happened to be lucky enough to be passing as they were starting the show. And this is the show, so not the um, the Margaret Almer one, but the one where they're like German guys and they're playing spoons. That is so fantastic. It's only rated, uh, like I said, there's no rating for it. 
but I would rate it really highly for a show because it's a lot of fun. There's comedy in it, but also like the way that they play the spoons is really impressive and the way that they can keep the beat. I mean, I can barely like stay on beat um, when dancing. So the fact that they're just so good at it, uh, I thought that it is underrated and something that most people should go check out. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I'd like to say just kind of personally, cause I like figment that figment is underrated. The journey to imagination with figment that's at a two and a two and a half, which is the same as the, the grand fiesta tour. So I think I could argue that figments a better ride than the grand fiesta tour in the Mexican pavilion. So that two and a half is underrated. Now I will say, uh, in the same way that Grand Fiesta needs updated, Figment needs, you know, an update as well. It's definitely an aged ride. I could see why it is rated so low, but I do think two and a half may be a little bit harsh uh, on that one. Um, I guess kind of moving into overrated rides. So kind of how I mentioned that I think Test Track is underrated because it's, you know, on a similar level of some of these other ones. I do think at, at a four, I mean, I know you think Turtle Talk with, with Crush is overrated. I would say at a, f- or underrated, I would say at a four, I, f- I feel it's kind of overrated there. And I think kind of that whole Seas Pavilion is a little bit overrated because they have the Seas, just the the actual pavilion and exhibits at a three and a half. Um, and there's really not that much in there, like that whole kind of aquarium area i mean it's a very just generic aquarium there's not a lot going on in there they do have some interesting tanks like they have manatees and things but it's not like that there's really a lot of fun or you know cutting edge exhibits in there to kind of teach you about the sea they have manatees Mm -hmm. okay i don't remember that (laughs) yeah so so there's really just not a ton in there so i mean a, a three and a half and to have that rated, you know, as highly as all the, the Circle Vision movies and the pavilions, or to have it even, you know, rated higher than the ride in that pavilion, the Seas with Nemo and Friends only got a three. So the mm-hmm. ride is actually not rated as highly as the pavilion itself. I feel like that is just, that's a little bit overrated. I, I would say, you know, if you're going to go... You could probably skip that Seas Pavilion. I, I really just don't think that there's a ton in there, especially when there's, I think, you'd be better served going through, you know, the World Showcase Pavilions. That the, That's actually, you know, probably a, a lot better. I mean, I think that, that the, the World Showcase in general, you know, Epcot is, again, a park that people don't appreciate. I mean, not I don't want to say people in general, but... I feel like a lot of children don't appreciate Epcot. I know that's the park that the kids want to go to the least, but it is the park that if you can, you know, like wrangle your children to Epcot, it's a great way to try to teach them different cultures and get experience with different cultures, especially if you can't afford to actually travel to other countries, at least you can get a snapshot and they can get a little bit of legitimacy because they are going to be interacting with people from those countries. Now, of course, they work for Disney, so they're not going to be acting in the same way. They're all going to speak English, but it's still a little bit of a snapshot of that. Whether I mean, it's going to be commercialized, of course, but I think it's it's 
much better, like you were saying, than probably going to the Seas Pavilion. But I still think Turtle Talk with Crush is great. <laughs> uh, I had two other ones that I think are overrated. So one of them is the Anna and Elsa meet and greet. I know, I know we were kind of focused on attractions, but I think the fact that uh, this has jumped out to me because the meet and greet, it's rated at a four, which is pretty high, Whoa. a four out of five. And I think it's crazy, really, if any character meet and greet is kind of rated that high. It's, it's rated as high or higher than some of the rides. And I know people love Anna and Elsa, but I just feel like that's a little bit high. That's rated as high as the Frozen Ever After ride. So, um, so I, I think that I think that might be a little bit overrated. But my other one was, and, and a lot of people may disagree with me on this one, is Spaceship Earth. So I'm sorry, you have that as overrated. Over oh, it's yeah. also on my overrated so, list. Yeah, I think a lot of people may I think a lot of people may disagree with this, but it's rated as a four. And I love Spaceship Earth. I know you're not as big a fan of it, so I'm not surprised that you have it <laughs> overrated. But I do like the ride. I really enjoy it. I do think it's a great ride. But I think at a four, when you... And again, I looked at it as comparing... And Test Track is rated yeah, as a four. Yeah, I looked at it comparing it to the ratings of the other rides in the park. So yeah, Test Track's a four. Frozen Ever After's a four. Soren's a four and a half. So it's kind of right up there with it. It seems like a four is a little bit and generous for that. We're talking about a ride that, you know, if you go to any of the rides you just named, if you go to Soren, you go to Test Track, you go to Frozen Ever After, you're not walking on those rides. Like, it, you're going to wait in a good line for that. Well, but you, you can, can wait walk a- You can walk on Spaceship Earth sometimes. I w- sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, de- depending on when you go, there, there can definitely be waits for Spaceship Earth as well. And I do think, I mean... All those rides kind of fluctuate in time, but yeah, that that's one is much easier to get onto. It actually, I think will be interesting whenever, like we talked about, you know, the whole front of the park kind of closing. Spaceship Earth is really going to be the only thing there, and I kind of wonder if the wait times will drop because people will just avoid the front of the park, or you know, like I said, maybe they'll start coming through International Gateway and never really venture to the front of the park, or conversely, if since there is nothing else to do. Oh, they'll be like, oh my every, gosh, thank goodness. Everybody just rides Spaceship Earth. So it will be interesting to see how the wait times get impacted with so much of the construction going down. So that that's kind of mine. Did you have any other overrated ones that, that you want to touch on? You had Soaring and then obviously Spaceship Earth as well. Right. Did you have anything else? No, that was it. I just had those, those two because, again... As far as Epcot's concerned, there aren't a whole lot of rides. And then we haven't seen a lot of the attractions. If they rated the restaurants in Epcot, we might be able to have... I might I might have a little bit more of an opinion. But the answer there is the most... The, the best restaurant in Epcot is, hands down, La Criere in Canada. Okay. Get the poutine. All right. So that's kind of how what we feel is, you know, the over-underrated rides you know, based on the rankings. Love to hear what your thoughts. Like I said, I think a lot of people may disagree with us on Spaceship Earth. Maybe not. Maybe some people agree that, hey, it is overrated. Um, I will say that Spaceship Earth is appropriately rated if you have just run a half marathon 
and you one, one of the are, rides I said to sleep on. Yeah, it's a great sleep on ride. <laughs> yup, and you're tired. That's that's a good ride. Grand the Grand Fiesta tour in the Mexico Pavilion has another one. It's a very slow moving boat ride. You can fall asleep on it. You got a good five minutes or so. Yeah, it minutes. really depends on what you're looking for there. Yeah, I was gonna say Spaceship Earth is much longer, so that is a good one. But so maybe that's why everybody was rating it so high. But. <laughs> but yeah, so all we, tired. We, we would love to hear kind of your thoughts on if you agree with us, disagree with us, if you kind of have uh, a different choice for over or underrated, you know, we'd, we'd love to, to hear your feedback. You can let us know on our Facebook or Instagram at Enchanted Ears Podcast. Or you can go on our website, EnchantedEarsPodcast.com and, uh, you know, send us a note there. So thanks everyone for lending us your ears this week. Yeah. And, and, and every week, that you do, you know, want to remind you to make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we'll catch you here next Monday. And remember, have, have a magical, magical day. day.